let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at BibleStudy.ASBZone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your goodness to us. I ask you to be with us now as we study your word. Help us to come to right conclusions which are in harmony with your will. And may we and those that hear us be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, As It Was in the Days of Old. And our verse for today is going to be Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 10, which says, Say not thou, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 10. As it was in the days of old. In society today, there's this tendency to try and get back to the good old days for some definition of good old days. And I've always found this passage in Ecclesiastes to be somewhat strange. And over the years, I've had a lot of different looks at it, trying to figure out what it means. And I've come to different conclusions that satisfied me at the time. But it's interesting in what it says. Say not thou... What is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Essentially, Solomon is saying, you're asking the wrong question if you're trying to figure out why the past was better than the present. That can be for a number of reasons. Right? That conclusion, you could reach that conclusion when you say, look, a lot of things have changed. You'll never be able to get back to this specific time in the past because a lot of things have changed. And so it's not even a prudent direction to be looking. That's one way to look at it. But I think that there's a better way to understand this passage. For one thing, when it comes to the scriptures, when it comes to the good old days from a spiritual perspective, we should be looking for a return to primitive godliness, a return to basic level communion with God that is pure and unadulterated by all sorts of forms and superstitions, etc. Getting back to the apostolic period, getting back to the faith of our fathers. I think that that is entirely possible. And I think that the Bible encourages it, talks about the old paths. But this passage, to me, the primary reason why it says 
that you're not inquiring wisely concerning this is because Jesus told us that there are two old days that we're going to get back to that are not good at all. Not good at all. Let's look at uh, Luke 17, 26 to 30. It says, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. This passage is important for us to understand because it teaches us something that we overlook oftentimes. In this passage, Christ is showing the suddenness of his return. Earlier in this same chapter, here's what Christ said. In verse 24, Jesus says, For as the lightning that lighteneth out of one part under heaven shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall also the Son of Man be in his day. Okay, so he's saying Christ is going to come suddenly. Just like lightning flashes here and ends up over there, Christ is going to come suddenly. And then he reiterates it. He talks about in the days of Noah, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, if you remember the story of Noah, you'll remember that Noah preached and reasoned with the people for 120 years. Okay, and he was building the ark during that time, and they got to see it, and people came out. It was a big spectacle, and they got to see it, and they mocked him. Some people helped over time, but a lot of people mocked him, etc., and so on. And it comes to a point where God leads the animals into the ark without any visible assistance. God calls Noah and his family into the ark. God shuts the door on them. And for seven days, nothing happens. And then boom, on the seventh day, rain. For 40 days, it rained. When that rain began to fall, it was sudden. The people outside the ark were just getting on about their business. And obviously stopping to mock Noah periodically. Dumb old man sitting inside a boat on land. Nothing's happening. Talking about this rain. We've never had any such thing making fun of him. And for seven days, for one whole week, he sat in that ark under immense pressure and temptation. How dumb would you feel sitting inside a boat that you told everyone was being built because of a coming flood? And you're sitting in this boat, the door is closed and nothing is happening. And everyone is behaving the same way as they are today, tomorrow, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, the sixth day, and then at some point 
on the seventh day after you went into the ark, that's when the rain began to fall. Tremendous pressure. Okay, so Christ is talking about the suddenness. Then he brings in the situation with Lot. And in Lot's case, it's even more obvious. They did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. This is what Jesus says. Now, when we read the prophecies, when we read the apocalyptic prophecies, we see that there's going to be all sorts of turmoil, all sorts of conflict, all sorts of um, violence. There's just going to be a lot going on. And often when we read the prophecies, we tend to think that those will be the only things going on. But we need to consider that just like it is in the world today, where there are some main events going on, and yet there's a host of other things also happening. Right now, as this is being recorded, we have the war in Ukraine that is ongoing. We have a heat wave in Europe that is ongoing. We had some flooding in, where was it now? Somewhere in Asia, if I recall correctly. Currently going on. We have a lot of political upheaval in the United States, ongoing. These things are all ongoing. And when the Bible provides a prophetic view, it doesn't necessarily mention everything that's happening all at once. It mentions the things, enough things for you to understand what time you're living in and things that pertain to the spiritual. Those things are going to be mentioned. Okay, not trying to say that the prophecies aren't comprehensive. I'm just trying to say that they don't cover every base with no exception. All right. So, uh, and we can prove that. That's easy to prove. Just think about the fact that Daniel 2 and Daniel 7 are covering the same period of time with the same nations, and yet one of them focused on the political activities of the day and the other focused on the religious activities of the day. So each individual prophecy did not convey all of the possible things that could be happening. Okay. The suddenness, the suddenness of final events is something we always have to bear in mind. And we have to bear it in mind because too many people have it in the back of their mind that they're not going to put as much stock into it. They'll do what they're doing. They'll try and reserve some time. But when X, Y, and Z start to happen, then I'm going to get attentive. Okay? Then I'm going to get attentive. And that's going to be a not good strategy. It's not. We need to be attentive now. This is why God gave us this information in advance. If the information could have been acted on in real time, then God would just send someone with the message at the time that the activity was needed. Instead, he warns us early so we can be prepared early. The days of Lot. When those folks came and Lot convinced them to come into his house for, from a hospitality standpoint, he had no idea that 
by the morning, he would be in a different place. He had no idea that before the end of that second day, his wife would be lost. Right? He had no idea about these things. And this is what we need to understand about the time in which we're living. So many things are normal. Yes, there are people all over the earth starving. There are people in war-torn countries, multiple, not just Ukraine. There are a number of places. Yemen is still in conflict. Syria still has an ongoing conflict. There are things happening out in, in Asia. There are different conflicts in the continent of Africa. There's turmoil in Venezuela and some other South American countries. Things are not smooth everywhere. But in a general sense, life goes on. Even those people in war-torn places are operating in the normal for their war-torn location. They're going about and, and getting whatever they think they need to get done, etc. So, all of those things are happening at once. People are dealing with them. And we're beginning to see signs that were that were mentioned in in Matthew 24 and really I shouldn't say we're beginning to see more signs that are mentioned in Matthew 24 are starting to be seen in regular society they're starting to be fulfilled and we have to be careful we have to be attentive I've had a number of friends and colleagues mention to me that their best gauge of the state of final events is not what's happening in the world, but what's happening in the church. We need to be alert and attentive for these things. We need to recognize that we're going back to an old time that was not good as it was in the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Noah. We're heading back to two of the worst periods of time that this planet has ever gone through. And the whole world is going to end up in that state. Are we prepared? Are we getting ourselves prepared now so that sudden um, acceleration of events doesn't trip us up. When we first moved to West Virginia, my family and I were, um, we weren't used to the weather patterns and how things worked. And one day we were trying to dry a number of things um, on some tarp. We had these things that we had washed. I can't remember if it was because we came back from camping or some other reason, but we had these things that we had washed and we were having them dry outside. And it was a sunny day, afternoon. And all of a sudden, cloud came over. I looked up, sky was gray. Um, the wind started to pick up. And <laughs> I looked around and I called out to the kids and said, come here. We need to pick all this stuff up. And we started scrambling. And just like that, the wind roared and stuff started blowing around. And uh, it didn't rain for a few more minutes. 
but the wind is what caused us the most damage. Things are flying. We have to secure them before the rain came. The sky had been gradually getting gray, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It didn't appear so ominous looking. It just seemed like, okay, it's a, li- it's a little less sunny than it was before. But then it accelerated at some point very rapidly. And before I knew it, we had a, a mini catastrophe on our hands. And I started to pay more attention. That event that and that negative outcome at that time caused me to pay more attention to how the weather to the turns of the weather when I was outside and had things in a vulnerable position, clothes hanging outside or things on the ground, supposedly drying, etc., and so on. The second coming is going to be like that. Even when we think we know what signs to look for, if we are just, you know, I'll wait till it gets to a certain point before I act, we're going to find ourselves behind the curve. We're going to find ourselves in a place where things have sped up too quickly and we're not prepared. As Solomon reminds us, he says, Say not thou, what is the cause that the former days were better than these? For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. Instead, let's remember that Jesus pointed out twice that the days of Lot and that the days of Noah would be coming upon us just before his return. And from the Bible record, those two periods of time are not good times. Those times were times immediately before impending judgment. And it's going to happen again, and there will again be impending judgment. It's important for us to know what is going to happen, but to prepare ourselves in advance and begin to apply ourselves and to make the necessary changes that when that day comes, it does not catch us unawares. Help us to use our time. We need, we need God to help us to use our time wisely to encourage others and to help them to see and know and be prepared for that which must soon come upon the earth. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your word. We thank you for the privilege of studying together like this. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, and we ask you to help us to realize that the good old days were not all good, and that they are coming back, and that we need to be prepared before the return of Christ. So help us, Lord, that we will seek to educate, inform, and and um, be a witness to those who are in darkness. Help us, Lord, that we will study to show ourselves approved and help us to be ready for your soon return. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions at asbzone.com. We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom Podcast, where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Spotify, Pandora, and more. 
Please remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share his holy word.